good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter where you are in the world, I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Whose World Is This with Junior Renee Bobrun. If you are a new listener, I'd like to welcome you. If you are a regular listener, I'd like to welcome you back and thank you again for tuning in. And I encourage everyone to tell a friend to tell a friend that may be interested in this kind of context content and conversation um like i've said before in a previous broadcast uh i think the episode i did was called what's coming uh before this one and um, i've said that there are a lot of things going on behind the scenes where i'm looking to commodify this conversation i'm not looking to change this conversation i'm looking to see and exploring different ways where this conversation can be monetized and um, and that's a lot more work than me actually just living my life and talking to you guys about things that are going on and giving you my particular perspective. In any case, uh, this is season two. I'm so happy. This is season two, episode eight. And we're going to name it shortly because you guys know that I, I go off on a stream of consciousness based on the title. you know, And... Um, before we get into that, I'd like to talk to you about a couple of things, do some house cleaning. First and foremost, if you have any suggestions, questions, concerns, kudos, anything that you want to discuss, definitely email me at whoseworldisthis21 at gmail.com. That's whoseworldisthis21, the number two and the number one at gmail.com. And you can follow us on our Instagram page, Whose World Is This 2021? That's Whose World Is This 2021 on our Instagram page. We're looking to get that page to grow. I don't do a lot of promoting, so I'm kind of uh, looking for my audience to help me out. You know, Share it, like it, you know, you see me post the little screenshot of a new episode, you know, just like it, whatever. Things like that help the algorithm and help the advertisers see and you know, the people see. So people that are uh, would like this kind of content and are attracted to this kind of content and like-minded people. I want to attract like-minded people to this show. This isn't for everybody, nor do I want it to be. I'm an acquired taste in real life. I don't like everybody. Not everybody likes me. That's fine. So I'm an acquired taste. You people out there that are listening are an acquired taste as well. I would like to bring all of us that have the same tastes together so we can all have a kind of conversation and all learn from each other. I'm, I'm, I'm actually um, passionate about that in particular and seeing how we can grow this audience organically, whatever that means in this day and age, right? But um, in keeping with that, I'd like to also uh, mention a website that I like to use, an or a website that has organic products that I use. It's a company that I reached out to when I first started doing this programming, and I said, I like your products so much that I don't mind talking about you guys, and if you wouldn't mind giving me a couple of pennies on the dollar, I wouldn't mind, but I would like to speak to you guys anyway because they've been so great with giving me products in a timely fashion and um, the certifications, the stringent requirements that these uh, products go through. Uh, I really, really stand by a lot of them. And that site where you can get a lot of these supplements, whether it's for cognition, for mental health or physical health, uh, for cosmetic purposes and things of that nature, that site, that website is onelavi.com. That is O-N-E-L-I-V as in Victor, I.com. 
that's where I get most of my supplements. I go online, I purchase what I like, you know, sometimes I'll do a, a little research on that particular product before I buy it from them. And I see, oh, wow, it's, it's met all these requirements. Oh, great. I'm going to go get it from One Live E. If I see a product or I hear about some new fangled new health craze or anything like that, I go, I do my research and I see if One Live E has it because I am an extremely loyal consumer. I go to the people and the institutions and the websites and the stores and the and the salespeople that treat me right and that um, have ethical practices and um, that are aligned with me. A lot of people listen to my show because they feel that there's a level of transparency. And so they listen and they share and they don't have a problem emailing me and we go and I have long discussions. Oftentimes, some of the discussions I'm having are offshoots of conversations I've had on and offline with friends that have listened to the show. We've discussed some things and I say, ha, that would make a great show. And then oftentimes they come back to me and say, hey, June, I heard when you said this, that, and the third, that that had a lot to do with our conversation. I said, yeah, yeah, our conversation was fruitful. And so it ends up being a part of my life. And this show has become a part of my life because it's my, my thoughts, it's my, my thoughts, my perceptions, I'm using everything in this show, my observations, my experiences, what I've learned, trial through, through trial, tribulation, through research, through everything else. In any case, uh, onelavi.com, check them out, O-N-E-L-A-V-I.com. And also check out chaveshouse.com, where you can get the Lenore Batista Journal series, which is a great collection of journals that deal with self-empowerment for women Diaries, journals, schedules, schedulers, everything like that. Affirmation journals, gratitude journals, love letters to yourself, self-esteem building journals, as well as the home of the essential self-publishing success blueprint, which was number one on Amazon in April. It was a blueprint on how to be a successful self-publisher and her book on successful self-publishing happens to be a success. So if you're looking to write a book, a cookbook, a memoir, an autobiography, a, a short stories, stories that you had with a family member or friends, anecdotes, doesn't matter. If you're looking to write substantive stories of any kind and you want it to be successful, I encourage you to use this book as your blueprint for success. I am using it. She's also going to be starting a Facebook page, uh, Lenore Batista, uh, for people that are actually using the blueprint and she'll be answering questions on that particular page. You can also follow her on Instagram at Truly Lenore. That's T-R-U-L-Y-L-E-N-A-U-R-E. Truly Lenore. You can follow her as well. And you can get all the updates on books and journals and, and things of that nature. Great. So the house cleaning is out of the way. What are we going to name this episode? We're going to name this episode affirmative action why are we naming it that some people out there may think that um because i'm using the term affirmative action that i'm i'm actually looking to speak about uh the uh political context of it that was in the 60s it was the allocation of policies, you know, favoring groups that have been disenfranchised or discriminated against and things of that nature. Uh, no, we're not talking about that. We're actually going to break down those two words. You know, affirmative. Affirmative means what? To confirm, to affirm something. An action is what? An action is what? 
uh, doing something to typically to achieve an aim. Why am I calling it that? So we're looking to achieve an aim. What is the aim? The reason why I'm calling it affirmative action is because I've noticed, and we spoke about this in the, in the previous episode, I've noticed that there is a lot of progress shaming going on out there in the world today. What do I mean by that? I saw a tweet. I don't have Twitter, but someone sent me something and I took it personally. It was a, a, a quote from uh, some marketer, a CEO of marketing. I'm not going to mention his name. We're not going to do that here. We don't do that. But this person said, if you don't come out of this quarantine with either one, a new skill, two, starting what you've been putting off like a new business, three, more knowledge, you didn't ever lack the time, you lacked the discipline. So this person and many people have taken on this, 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 uh, I guess this, this side, this perspective. We're all coming out of the most unprecedented event in our lifetime. Globally. It's not like 9-11, which I survived, lived through in New York City. I worked. Uh, I, I was a year removed from working in downtown Manhattan when the towers dropped. I was working in Manhattan. I had my day off. Listen to me, people. My day off was the day that the towers dropped. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? And I was supposed to be downtown on my day off. That was unprecedented in my life. This tops that. What occurred in 2020, where every single state in the union from the first world to the third world was affected. This was unprecedented. Quarantines, masks, businesses closing down, family members, friends, coworkers, colleagues getting sick and dying from what we don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Your family member gets rushed to the hospital. You can't be with your family. They're saying one at a time authorizing one person or no persons. You don't know what's going on behind the wall in a hospital. My mother was rushed to the hospital last year. Hmm. And the security said we, my brother and I could not go in to see my mom. My mom was not well at the time. The only reason why I didn't put up the kind of shall I say stink that I usually would have is because I happened to have a cousin that was very close to me and my mom working at the hospital at that time. I tell you now, ladies and gentlemen that are listening, young and old, that if I did not have that cousin working at the hospital, I don't know how that day would have turned out. There is absolutely no way as the firstborn son of my mom, I would have allowed them to work on my mom without me being present. They would have had to have incarcerated me, put restrain me and wait with multiple human beings. 
This is what many, many people were going through last year. Unprecedented times, people losing their jobs, people scrambling to find work, people working from home, people. Now you're working from home and what if you're a parent and you have your children with you? Huh, now your kids are home. So now you have to find ways to navigate this, your job, new roles, uh, your, your, your uh, employer has now decided to furlough a certain amount of workers. You're just happy to be employed. Now you're taking on more work than you ever had before. And you're not in a position to complain. You have no leverage because you're just happy to be employed. And now you're trying to find a way to reconfigure your life and work all of this stuff from what people may consider the comfort of your own home. But now you have to make sure the children are on their schedule. And are they supposed to wear a mask? Are they allowed to go to school? And if so, at what time? And then family members are getting sick. And then the angst of this unprecedented time. We're going through political upheaval. Anybody remember that there was a big election last year, too, in the middle, in the midst of all of this? Families, I spoke about this in one of my previous episodes. Families were Thanksgiving dinners were polarized because families were on one side of the aisle and the other family was on the other people saying, I'm not going to eat Thanksgiving with my in-laws or my parents because of how they feel about this candidate or that or this movement or that movement. This was all going on in the calendar year of 2020. People dying from something they have no idea what. People are being hospitalized. People are going to the street. One minute they have to wear a mask to go into this business. They don't have to wear one to go into that one. The news, <laughs> the news doing everything in their power to get ratings because some of the information, I won't, go, I won't go into what information, but so much of the information after being fact-checked was false that we were given on so many different levels. Gaslighting. So many things, whether it was the social upheavals, whether it was uh, the medical efficacy of, of, of certain the efficacy of certain medical information we were being we were receiving. So now everyone now you have health insecurity. Financial insecurity. Wondering about uh, concerned about family members and friends, and then there's a sense of isolation for many people out there who are now home, people who don't have family like that people who don't have friends like that and now they're stuck at home i found myself in a position where i was checking up on many many family members many many friends of mine that were living in europe that were living in parts of hawaii and other places where they were under the strictest of lockdowns where if you were found walking down the street you would be cited by law enforcement and i had to reach out to them because i have a have an understanding of how governments will eventually at some point another or another enact certain um, draconian uh, uh, practices as a means to an end. I'm a black man born and raised in New York City. I know a little thing about government overreach due to how law enforcement has treated me for most of my life in New York City. Stop and frisk anyone? Okay. I know what it's like to have to be told to show me your papers. <laughs> okay, almost once a week. So I understand it. And I understand the history of it. Dating way far back, farther back than the Soviet Union or Nazi Germany or Mussolini's Italy or any place that you can mention. 
whether it's borders in the Middle East going into certain other borders, it it goes further back than that. So I understand it. So when these things were happening because of my true understanding of it, I didn't suffer the same angst as others, but I was not immune to what was going on. So who was this person to say? Who was this person to say? If you don't come out of this quarantine with either a new skill, starting something you've been putting off or more knowledge, you didn't ever lack the time. You lacked the discipline. That's an extremely elitist statement as far as I'm concerned. The reason why I'm bringing this up today is not only because of that. I was just watching a talk show. And um, I'm not going to mention which talk show and I'm not going to mention who the guest was. The guest was an actress and the actress was speaking about a book and the book was speaking about how this uh, pandemic, I put pandemic in quotes, um, how this pandemic uh, led us all to have a pause and reassess what's important to us and things of that nature. And I'd like to push back on that. No, it did not. For many people, it was not a pause. You understand? It wasn't a sabbatical. The lockdown and the quarantine and the mask mandate and the remote work was not some year off sabbatical where you got to travel the world and search yourself and meditate and focus on on a new hobby. That's not what happened. It was a forced mandate by government and businesses and people were trying to figure out what on earth, literally, what on earth is going on here? Scrambling. Scrambling to make sense of what was considered a new normal. Trying to make sense and trying to normalize this new normal. That's what was going on for many, many, many people last year. I'm going into supermarkets. I can't find toilet paper for my mom. I can't find gallons of water. My, my mother at the time, she, she, she can't go to the supermarket by herself. She can't go. I have to go. So I'm shopping for two households, the household of my fiance and I and the household of my mother's household. And I'm telling my, my fiance, stay home. Now she's working from home. I'm like, stay home. I'll go out into these streets and figure out what's going on. The angst at gas stations, people screaming at each other. I have to make sure that I am watching. My head has to be on a swivel because I don't know how society is going to react to all of this negative stimuli. So I have to be aware and make eye contact with each and every single individual when I'm outside because I don't know how they're taking all of this in, what their reaction is going to be. So this idea that we were all supposed to be pursuing our passion projects and rearranging our friendscape and, 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 and looking into Bitcoin and finances and, and things of that nature is rubbish. It's hogwash. It's elitist. It's insensitive to people who lost people and don't know why and don't know how. Of people who were fired and don't know why and don't know how people who've had to leave places that they've lived for how long how many friends of mine have had to leave new york city because their job no longer exists friends of mine who left california who love california and had to leave because their job doesn't no longer exists the people who've had businesses 
that have been in business for generations, for decades, having to close their doors. So the absolute audacity, insensitivity, and the blindness of these people that say that one was supposed to be taking affirmative actions and using this quote-unquote pandemic as an opportunity. Really, you do realize that at the end of this uh, month, you know, we're still in June. I'm doing this podcast still in June. At the end of this month, there's going to be the moratorium on evictions will be lifted. So we're going to have millions of Americans who still have job insecurities, who still aren't making the wages that they were making pre-pandemic, pre-2020. They can't af- they couldn't afford their 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 rent during 2020 and 2021. And now that moratorium on evictions will be lifted. Are they supposed to be finding new hobbies? They're scrambling to survive. They're trying to figure out a way to supplement the income that they lost. They're working 1.5, 2.5 jobs. They're remote working. They're hustling. They're, they're, they're calling on family members and friends for any referral and reference they can do. They're doing jobs that are way beneath their credentials oftentimes and their qualifications. But you have to do what you have to do to keep a roof over your head and keep a couple of things fresh in your refrigerator. So the nerve of these people that were, 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 were shaming those who didn't become coronapreneurs or, or pandemicpreneurs and figure out the laws of the universe and didn't Einsteinify themselves in the meantime and become spiritual gurus and elevate the nerve. It was a crisis. It's not an excuse. That's not me being hyperbolic. There are many, many people out there that have no idea what's still going on. We actually had an election. That alone was driving a wedge with so many people's mental health. I saw people sending me memes. We, we spoke about this in the first couple of episodes of this, of this show. We spoke about it. The, the anxiety that was in my, my group chats, people on one side, people on another, June, this is what they're doing. June, this is what they're going to do if such and such gets elected. June, this is what's going to happen if such and such gets elected. And I'm going, wow, okay. None of that, I didn't feel any of that angst politically. I know how political systems work. I'm not partisanal. I don't follow any particular dogma of any political party. I'll, you know, we'll speak about that later as to why, but we've spoken about it before. Power and what power seeks to do. So therefore, you can't put your trust in certain powers because of what power actually is and what the power dynamic actually is in place for or certain authorities and authority matrix and power matrices. So for me, a lot of this is theater. It's theatrical. And um, for many, it's, it's real life. And so their political belief system is a part of who they are. They've made it, they've internalized it to the point that when their quote unquote side loses, they feel like they are losers. You understand? Um, so all of that angst was going on last year. Forget about the fact that we were going through unprecedented times with people getting furloughed and fired and laid off and we're going through certain insecurities and whatever situation they were in. So I'm, I'm very, very upset. 
at those who who try to uh, tell me, you know, tell others, oh, you, sh you should have took on a hobby. This was a great time to start a home business. Really? When you have family members that are sick and you have to figure out if your one child's school is open, the other child's school isn't. Right. Or you have two or three, four kids or you're living with an elderly person who now can't get the kind of supplies that they usually would get because the healthcare system was so overburdened with uh, uh, cases due to this uh, virus. So your 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 loved one, your sick one, or you may have an illness or or a health concern, and now all of a sudden you can't get to your doctor's appointment. You you used to have to call two three weeks in advance. Now it seems like you have to call your doctor two three months in advance. Right. These are the things that were happening, but you wanted people to out there and go take affirmative actions, affirm what you, is it that you want to do, have a plan, have an aim. You ever heard that? Um, there's a saying that I used to love uh, to say to myself where it says a dream written down with a date becomes a goal, a goal broken down into steps becomes a plan and a plan to backed by action makes your dreams come true. I can't remember who said that. I think I can't remember who said it, but. I loved, I used to love that, you know, um, I have a problem with writing things down sometimes. And I notice when I write down my goals, write down my dreams, speak them into existence and I break it down into steps. It becomes a plan, et cetera, et cetera. But these people are acting like, uh, everything that occurred last year was like something seasonal. Like you plan for winter storms We're in New York and we know there's going to be a storm. We know how many inches we know how to plan around that. You know, we have a plan. Okay, it's going to be two to three inches tomorrow. I'm going to leave about an hour earlier, 30 minutes earlier. Okay, I'm going to shovel early. I'll, I'll shovel and put salt down before the actual snow actually comes down so I don't have an ice. I don't have an ice sheet under the snow. Yeah, we have a plan, right? Us on the ground, the citizens of this nation and many other nations, there was no plan in place. <laughs> this, wasn't, this wasn't, there was no plan. Everyone was literally playing it by ear every single day. And I want um, these uh, coronapreneurs and these pandemicpreneurs to take a second and reassess the things that they said and reflect. And I, and I, I, I would really like them to give a lot of people an apology. Many people out there that are still suffering the after effects, side effects of what occurred last year. And, they, and they're going to feel them, like I said in the last episode, they're gonna feel them well into late this year, well into it with uh, uh, college loans, uh, the moratorium on college loans is going to be lifted too before the end of the year and the moratorium on evictions is going to be lifted at the end of the June. What's gonna to happen to these people? They're suff they've been suffering for a year and a half, 18 months of this practically. And you're saying, oh, yeah, you, sh you should have been learning a trade. Really? Oh, what kind of trade? Really? <laughs> I just want to uh, just um, acknowledge to the people out there. I don't want anyone out there feeling shamed or discouraged or feel any kind of self-loathing if you didn't become elon musk in the last 18 months if you didn't reinvent the wheel if you gained a couple of pounds huh if a couple of the projects that you did have uh on, on online right to manifest 
and to put out there. And they were derailed due to the events and the occurrences and all the things that went on last year. I don't want you to, I don't want you to uh, hang your head low. Hold your head high. Hold your head high and understand that we're all in an, an adapting, regrouping phase. All of us, in one way or another way. Many people transitioned. I moved from one state to another state. Um, and I moved truthfully from one mental state to another mental state. There are many things going on last year that are not going on this year, for the better, truth be told. But this, this took intense work on my part. Me reflecting, me falling back and using all that I know about the world, about myself, and using that as a default. But was it easy? Absolutely not. Some of the most work I've ever done in my life has been done over the last 24 months. And there was so much going on prior. How about the people who had things going on prior to that? Loved ones that may have been ill. You may have been already in flux in, in, in a financial situation. Maybe you were in school and at work, and the only way you could pay for school is because of that job, etc., etc. And all of a sudden, everything was out of, out of whack. So I want everybody out there, I, I just want to know that um, I don't want anyone feeling as if they were supposed to start the next big thing or, or, or be the best version of themselves during these unprecedented times. If you ended up being a lesser version of yourself than you would rather be, that's fine. That's fine. Don't let anyone out there tell you any differently. I just wanted to leave you guys with that. All right? Until next time, signing out.